0: Welcome to the ten for ten,
1: Alex. Hi, Steve. I have an update. And a question for you. Yeah. Can I do the update first? No. Can I do the update first then? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So Cam will not be with us tonight. I'll just say friction burn and leave it at that. And then I have a question for you if you would be so kind. Yeah. So I had a dream the other night and I'm like, I don't know what this means. So I wanted to, I want to bring in an expert and I want to ask you what you think the dream means. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty good at that. I think so. I get that vibe off of you, so I want to kind of dig deep here. I do own so zero d- cards. Yeah, whatever you need to do, I believe in your process. Okay, so the dream is I was at a comic book store with Zach Wilson, mm. and he was trying to sell me Alex Turner action figures.
2: Okay. What does that dream mean? That means just like Zach Wilson, I'm going up in price. I'm booming, baby. You need to buy those figures because Zach Wilson and I, it's going to be a lot of money someday. Now,
1: well, I haven't thrown the wild card at you yet. I want to hear. I haven't told you what I did with his, like, hey, buy these Alex Turner action figure bobble Funko Pops. Like, what does the dream say if I'm, like, no versus what does the dream mean if I say yes?
2: Uh, The dream means yes. You're smart. Says, if I say yes, I'm no, smart. Uh-huh. If you say no in the dream, it'll hurt my feelings in real life.
1: Do you think I would intentionally be going for that in the dream? Like Dream Steve wants to lay the wood to... Uh, nope, let's walk that back all the way. Dream Steve wants to upset real world Alex? Yeah.
2: Huh. I'm be All <laughs> right. I'm just kidding. I wouldn't. I'm telling you what, though. I don't think you would ever turn down them Alex Turner Funko Pops. Let me tell you, there'd be so many fun, fun additions and stuff. And then they'd be worth a lot of money and you'd never turn me down, my guy. Well, yeah, I mean, I need one for every room in my
1: house, like a couple for Hanukkah, a couple for people I work with. But I mean, after the seventh or eighth, like, you
2: know, gross of them, I might start to run out of purpose. Maybe it's also saying, hey, your brother has a lot of Zach Wilson Funko Pops needs to unload and you could make money by helping him.
1: I appreciate you making my dream about you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> well, with that and with nothing I, else, to no- talk,
0: I would certainly pay at least a dollar for an Alex action figure. That's okay. for sure.
2: Thank you. That's a lot of money these days and I appreciate that sentiment. Was number 10 always so sexual?
0: Absolutely. Okay. 10 is the best number, but that is a conversation for another day. That'd be really funny if right
2: after I said that and you answered the question, you played number nine.
0: (laughs) So, boys, we got a little bit of breaking news, Alex. Breaking news! This is just off the wire, guys. It's hot. This is very hot, as in like 20 minutes ago hot. Steve, your reaction live on air to a trade proposal in our league.
1: (laughs) Hold on, even I will, I, you have been down this road with me before. You want, you want the water faucet entirely off or you want something like in the 5 range on a 1 through 10
0: scale?
2: I I don't want you to yell at me.
1: You're not the producer.
0: Al- Alex is involved in the trade. And oh, Jesus. He, he has made a trade with uh, another Lucas, uh, not myself.
1: Oh, God damn It
0: is a three-for-three three trade, oh, of which the league can vote on. Okay, this is mm-hmm. not official yet. I want mm-hmm. your live reaction.
1: Hold on, I'm going to take a drink. Are Junior. you going to give me what Alex has given up or what Alex is getting?
0: Uh, Junior is getting from Alex, Jerome Ford. Okay. The, the Jaguars defense. Jesus, okay. And Mr. Joseph J. Burrow.
1: Joe Burrow, the Jaguars defense, and Jerome Ford. Okay, hit me with the best shot. Yep.
0: Ale- Alex is getting Derek Carr. hmm Tony Pollard. Oh, Jesus. And the Cowboys' defense.
1: Are you fucking high on meth? No! I what? You're mad at me. I'm not mad. I'm ashamed. Oh, fine. Jesus, Alex, you? we talked about this. I said, don't move with you're not going to get Jamar Chase back.
2: I like the Detroit defense, though. I'm mean, the Dallas I'm sorry, are, like, are you getting the Detroit defense in this? I said the Dallas defense.
1: The, the Dallas words. defense, to clarify, that just lost their best cornerback to an ACL injury, right?
2: Yep, that one. Okay. You nailed it. I'm the...
1: okay. <laughs> Tony Pollard, the Dallas defense, and what was the third cog in this?
0: Uh, Derek Xavier Carr.
1: Oh, Jesus, Alex.
0: That was – I didn't – A, a waiver
1: wire quarterback?
0: I didn't need Derek Carr. I was just part of it.
1: What was the gem of this deal? And so fucking help me if you tell me it was the Cowboy defense.
2: It was the Cowboy defense and Tony Pollard. I like Tony Pollard. Oh, God, for fuck's
1: sake.
0: Okay. Uh, well, that that went about is exactly how I expected it to go. So, so thank don't you don't to both Bill of you.
2: And I don't need No Burrow. <laughs>
1: Stop! You don't need Joe Burrow because Tua is the picture of health. Yeah, fortunately has never dealt with injury concerns in his career. But if it does happen this year for the first time, you have Derek Carr piloting the ship.
2: Yeah, you get it. It's piecing together.
1: Uh, Well, Junior doesn't get to be fraudulent anymore. He gets to be a. He's now known as Predator.
0: Yeah, fair enough. And probably not in a good way. No, Alright. Oh right. well, <laughs> I mean, you can still deny the trade if you
2: think it's that bad. And just blame Alex's stupidity. Oh no. Oh, no, yeah, let's actually
1: do that real quick, hold on. Uh, go ahead, <laughs> and keep talking because I gotta go veto a trade here.
0: <laughs> Alright, number one. Uh, so for the third time this year in eight weeks, uh, the second highest scoring team in our league loses because they face the highest scoring team of the week. So what do you think, Alex? Is this just the nature of the game or does it give more thought to a conversation about changing up how we do things in our league?
2: Oh, just because the person with the second highest score lost?
0: Yeah. Cause you know, we've all been there. Well, maybe not all of us, but most of us have been there uh scoring the second highest, highest score of the week, but, but taking the L anyway.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't think
0: so. I just, it's just that's kind of how it is. It's luck sometimes. I think it's just part of fantasy football. It's just like raising your hopes to tear it apart, but yeah i I can kind of agree, except i I do have to admit out of any league I play in, it seems to happen in this one way more often than the other ones. so uh I have no explanation for it. It's probably just mere coincidence, but Steve, we've given you time to uh kind of piece yourself back together here. What do you think? Oh, hang on. Hang on, folks. He took another drink.
1: Good thing it's not the dragon's milk. I might not have handled the prior news very well. Um, I think I would be all for if somebody wanted to push median scoring with our league, but I get the sense that would just be viewed as one of Steve's dumb rules. So I don't need to feel the need to push the button. I think ultimately, as long as we're a playoff league where six teams get in, it does tend to sort itself out. Things like this, they might take a division title away from you that you deserve, but rarely actually takes the playoffs away from you because you still got 14 weeks to sort it. So it sucks. And I think you said it's happened to your missus twice.
0: Um, I don't know. That's a good okay. question. Uh, I know I've, I've experienced it myself a couple of times, although I could be confusing it with losing by less than a point as well. So, wow. um, that's kind of in the same vein of this, but. All right. Number two. Uh, here's a good one. And Alex, you, you get the first, first crack at this because you're a big Pokemon fan. You don't know have, that. Have you caught them all yet? Uh, in what? In Pokemon. Uh, you gotta, um, you gotta catch them all.
2: Well, there's different ways to catch them all. In the newest game? Yes. I did oh, catch
0: them all. Well, excellent. Well, maybe you could give a, a, a few quick tips to a Mr. Blake Martinez who, uh, left the league to, Create a company, uh, that traded Pokemon cards. Um, cause sure, uh, making millions, <laughs> really? making millions in the NFL, you know, why don't you just quit that and go make tens of thousands of dollars doing something else? But unfortunately, Mr. Blake Martinez and his company was accused of, uh, scamming people out of, uh, said Pokemon cards. Uh, and so therefore now that he's gotten caught and he has cheated, he has decided he's going to make an NFL comeback. So, um, what would you leave the NFL to go do? Okay.
2: I just need to gather all that information because that was a lot, but I think I would leave for something very similar. <laughs> um, okay. Let's see. What would have to drag me from being an NFL player? Something to do with video games, probably. A Hershey's taste tester, maybe and less chance of getting concussion from baseball. Those are my three answers.
0: All right. Well, ask and you shall receive. So uh, a little more context around the story. Uh, Martinez committed full time to the process of uh, becoming a major card trading uh, dealer, and he reported in July that he has made $11.5 million from his card trading business in just under a year which is it's which is interesting but you know maybe if you weren't cheating he'd be making less. Well is it
2: is he running a beanie baby scam?
0: Um so uh basically he was accused of swapping out high level card packs on streams for lower level packs therefore guaranteeing that no one betting would have a chance to win. I have no idea how you bet on Pokémon cards. Well you bet but, what's gonna be
2: inside the pack, you see.
0: Oh, uh, okay. So people the, the the if you bet like a rare card is gonna be in there you'd get more money, so people will bet on the rare ones, but then he opens up crap packs so therefore people don't win. There you go. Oh uh, interesting. Also Steve, guess, probably doing BNBX games. Yeah, yeah, probably probably. I
2: Steve, don't know if this suspense. is what
1: you're referencing, but I think you're talking like I can't be the only one who knows what one of the like these deck breaks actually is.
0: But oh, anyway, do tell us.
1: Yeah, it is this ridiculous phenomenon. And look, we play fantasy football for a living. So I guess I can only be so judgy, but the moral of the story is, so some version of Blake Martinez says, I bought this big box of Pokemon cards. All of you bit X amount of dollars and tell me which packs that you want before it's an unknown. And then he does the unboxing. And so Lucas says, I want the first two, the first two decks. So he's going to. Sh- open them up and show them like, Lucas, this is what you're getting. This is what you're getting next. Alex, these are your two decks. This is what you're getting. So he must have like basically been pocketing or like kind of cheating the system. And I got to say this, Uh, I hope he doesn't make it in the NFL. Like I actually know a little bit about this topic and this is, this isn't just playing screw around. Like these are people very serious. Like the cost of Pokemon cards, it's like the stock market. Like if it's 25 bucks today, it is not going to be 25 bucks in two days. Those prices are always fluctuating and people are, it's really a buy and sell business. It's rarely a collector's business or just a have it, like have the thing. So this just feels really dirty. This feels like akin to, uh, if you were on the NASDAQ 500, like doing something to fluff your stock. So I hope he doesn't make it. I, uh, it's really disappointing. That's, that's not cool.
0: I just thought it was kind of entertaining that he left the NFL to go do that. So yeah. All right. Number three. Um, so the trade deadline was Wednesday. Um, I've got four of probably the, the higher end uh, trades that that happened. Do you see any impact to fantasy football teams with with the trades that happened? So we've got uh, Donovan Peoples Jones went to Detroit, wide receiver. Chase Young went to San Francisco to bolster the defensive line. Josh Job Dobbs went to Minnesota. Um, I thought that was kind of hilarious that that was the best they could do after Cousins goes down. And uh, Montez, Montez Sweat went to the Bears, which totally confuses the hell out of me. <laughs> so any impact to fantasy teams out of any of those trades, Steve?
1: Well, I'll answer that, but I guess can I poke real quick the Josh Jobs thing, and maybe we're going to get into this. I agree Josh Jobs isn't winning the jackpot, but le- legitimately, do you think like there was a better option?
0: Um, I think I, I mentioned it on the the text thread that unless Tom Brady came out of retirement, that no matter who they went with, it was not going to, not going to harm the Lions chances of winning the division.
1: Yeah. Good call. Um, I think the only impact for me is about what it would do. Like, uh, you know, now that Alex has trash quarterbacks, like when you've got a system like Washington gave up their rusher, so now if my quarterback's playing Washington, and I've got a streamer I might use, be more inclined to play them. Conversely, like, unless you have a superstar, which Alex doesn't anymore, I'm not going to be wanting to play my quarterback against the 49ers defense with Chase and Bosa on the corners. But, no, I don't think there's any real, like, I'm going to go get a guy or I'm going to drop a guy because of all this.
0: With with Debo getting hurt and what, who else am I think? Oh, they had an offensive lineman as well in San Francisco get hurt, the, the left guard, Williams yeah. maybe? Why? Why the heck did they bolster that already good defense? Why didn't they look for some more help on the offense?
1: It is a great question you ask, and I'm curious what you guys think. It has always blown my mind. Like in the NBA, major leagues, baseball, and I don't watch hockey as much, but I get the sense that in all three of those, the trade deadline is a pretty hot and period of time. But like in the NFL, it is pretty consistently. Like I'm sure if we jogged our brains, we could think of a blockbuster trade, but it seems pretty infrequent that those things happen on a a Tuesday on the middle of November with the NFL trade deadline.
2: Alex? It's a lot harder to uh, learn a playbook and probably football compared to a lot of other sports. So like basketball, you can fill someone in a lot easier than when it's like football. Like Romeo Dobbs was like desperate, but I was learning about him and like what he was at where in training camp, a different team than the and Then he went to the Cardinals and they learned the playbook there. Then he has to go here and he has to learn the playbook.
1: Let me challenge that. I think you're right on like 22 out of 24 positions. Genuinely, genuinely, I do. But I do think of the running back position. Like we see it all the time. Guys come off the street and do their thing. So if you're the Raiders, and I know we're going to talk about this later, why are you not looking to trade Josh Jacobs? If you are the Titans, you know Derek Henry isn't going to be on your team next year. Why aren't you looking to make a move for him? Like that does seem like an exception to the rule.
0: That's it. it it does, but i there's something i don't know the exact answer, but there's something about trades in the n f l being very difficult to pull off just because of pieces and contracts and salary caps and things like that where like n b a or or n h l they have some of that as well but the the way that contracts or things are structured um Again, I don't know if this this sounds familiar to anybody, but I, I think it's just more difficult to pull off, which is why you see him traded for picks so often.
1: That's a really good point. Like with Devontae Adams, I remember reading, like if the team traded for him, not only do you got to give up a pick, you're committed. I think he's got a $35 million cap hit the next two years. So that's pretty snug.
0: Yeah. So about quarterbacks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Good transition. Uh, number four. Uh, so since we last met last week, uh, Will Lovis is apparently a thing now in Tennessee. Um, he is playing at the moment. They are up at halftime. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kirk Cousins is out with an Achilles injury. We, we touched on that. Garoppolo got benched for Aiden O'Connell, including losing his head coach and general manager all in one week. Alex, it feels so weird that the Lions are actually... Breaking up teams instead of the other way around. Usually when we lose and, and on a Monday night, that's what happens to us. So, I don't know. Uh, so yes. does that, yeah. I was say, uh, yeah. It's a little
2: different this year. It's kind of nice.
0: Yeah. Uh, Ritter's out for Heinecke. Wonderful. But thank you for trading me trash yet again in, in Dynasty Steve. Um, does it change your perspective on any players moving forward? Because any of those changes?
2: Um, I am curious to see how a new quarterback in Oakland is going to affect Monte Adams. Um, And also to Minnesota Addison. I'm curious about if he's going to be used. But other than that, I'm not really quite sure. Those are my biggest ones, but I mean, there's definitely some, basically a lot of Raiders players. I'm wondering what's going to happen with them, but just mostly Adams. It.
1: I'm actually really intrigued by a lot of this as far as what I think would be the most likely impact. I'm going to tell you, I would keep an eye on Kyle Pitts in Atlanta and uh, Drake London if he plays. I don't know that I think that Taylor, I don't think Taylor Heineke is a better quarterback than Desmond Ritter. I've got all sorts of feels about that. But the one thing I do think is Taylor Heineke plays a lot of YOLO ball and that's going to get the ball pushed down a little bit further, which may be beneficial to Kyle Pitts and Drake London. And I do also think that move signifies that arthur smith is playing for his job and he may be a little more inclined to push the ball versus you know run tyler algier instead of Bijan robinson or throw the ball and i think i am really curious about the impact in minnesota like what what do you guys think we'll talk about it later but what is this going to do to jordan addison um, if the vikings lose a game or two and justin jefferson is due to come off ir are they going to put him out there to play six meaningless games or are they is Josh Jobs actually going to be fairly decent and they're going to give it a go? Like, I'm really curious. This has opened up some intrigue for me.
0: Yeah, um, I'd be worried about Devontae Adams. Uh, He was not happy after Monday night, and that was with Garoppolo and his coach. And now he's lost both. Um, I think he's probably regretting his move a little bit at this point. And I don't understand the, the Heineke move for Ritter. Is it because of the turnovers? Like, have you given up on him now? This is a young guy that needs to work through some things. I don't know what's going on there. It's
1: blowing my mind too. Lucas Alex, let me ask you this question. You guys played sports further into life than I did. If he was your teammate, do you have any problems with how Devontae Adams is handling, acting after that? Terrible pass on the what could have been the walk-off touchdown, or the walk-home touchdown. Yep. You have a problem with it, Alex.
2: Yeah, I would hate it. Well, it's a little bit different in uh, high school, because it's not like anyone's getting paid, or like anyone can get traded. So, like, if anybody has that attitude, it just spreads throughout the team, and then nobody works together well. And they just make a big deal about themselves. And it's not like they can just go get another quarterback. We have the three that we have. So... We had some of that when I was in high school with like wide receivers wanting passes, and then it never went well. Okay.
0: So, Alex, let's take a let's take a trip back in time. All right. <laughs> uh, think back to earlier this year in August, and you were at the draft, and you had high hopes for your season. Uh, so much so, so much confidence that you named your team that basically you hope you weren't going to get last place. Yep. What are you, what were you most right about at this point in the season? When you're thinking about that draft, you'd be like, yeah, I really like this player. No way I'm going to touch that player. What, what were you right about and what were you most wrong about?
2: Ooh. DeAndre Swift and Tua. So far, I think I was right about DeAndre Swift where I grabbed him. I still feel like that was a pretty solid grab. I was really happy with that. Tua, I thought he was going to be a solid backup, but he was even more than what I thought, so that was cool. What was I wrong about?
0: Yeah. Oof. Did you pass on somebody that? You know what?
2: Here's, Here's what I was wrong about. I drafted the Lions defense as almost the last pick in the draft, and I did it as a joke because it was almost Mr. Irrelevant. And I dropped them because I didn't care about them. And it turns out, and I was not thinking, there you go. That's a good one. How about you, Steve?
1: Um, I think I take the biggest victory lap on AJ Brown. The way the draft unfolded is I was the first one to go receiver after the big four win of Tyreek Cooper cup before he was injured and then chase and Jefferson. So there was kind of this cluster, uh, four or five guys that, uh, including Diggs, that could have gone next, but, uh, I feel pretty happy that I took AJ Brown and I think my math tracked pretty well. Um, I was more miss than hit this year, which is probably why I don't love my team. But I think uh two things. The thing that Steve always gets wrong is I wanted to I get out on the older wide receivers. I'd rather do it a year or two too early than too late. And at least two times that smoked me. There is a team that has both Keenan Allen, wide receiver six. And who's the other 31-year-old that I'm not thinking of right now? It's not Tyler Locke, It's not DeAndre Hopkins. There's another older guy. Anyways. He's on the
0: team with Keenan Allen. He's on the team with Keenan Allen. Do you remember who? what team has Keenan Allen as the person is probably yelling into their radio right now?
1: <laughs> I would if I wasn't under the gun. I can't remember, though, right now. So I'll talk about the other thing I missed while you're looking. I was going to bet big on second year wide receivers. I was sure this was the breakout. So this includes the groups of George Pickens, Jahan Dotson, Garrett Wilson, Drake London, another guy that I'm not thinking of, Jamo. And I think we can give Garrett Wilson a hall pass like uh things were he's not doing bad, but he's not doing better cuz of things out of his control and it is a swing and a miss across the board. So that was a really that was a really frustrating set of misses for me.
0: You sure you don't want to keep talking as I'm trying to to...
1: wonder, maybe it's not that it's Keenan Allen. Maybe it's that I got out on Stefan Diggs. Not because of the age, just because I was a little worried with some of the theatrics in the playoff game last year that I was going to just go ahead and be wrong about him.
0: Okay. Here's my favorite thing of this podcast so far. If you think about this, you can probably guess who has Keenan Allen. Bobby. If you think about this and the history of this podcast, you could probably guess who has Keenan Allen. Jesus. Uh,
1: no, I don't think I can. It's because Bobby and I disagree on everything.
0: It's Alex, and he didn't say anything. He's Alex.
1: yeah. (laughs) He's (laughs) never got a trade pending. He's going to send those two to Lucas for, like, a kicker. I
2: I was joking around. I was pretending. Who has Keenan Allen? I don't know.
0: And, yes, the other old one you're thinking of is DeAndre Hopkins on his team. So.
2: Well, yeah.
1: (laughs) Alexander, come on. I feel bad that I missed him. It's not even my team. No,
0: I,
2: I was having fun. But, no, I – oh, here's another one. I I also – so those two turned them to pretty solid. I was pretty okay with that. But I was also – I think I was wrong about J-Mo. I think I might have been wrong. You made fun of me at the draft. You may have been right <laughs> a little bit.
1: What about you, Luke? Like, I mean, on the plus side, you've cobbled together some fantastic waiver wire receivers, but you had to do that because your starters weren't firing yeah. an all cylinder So well, was, what about you? What would you get wrong? What did you miss?
0: I was not happy with my receivers at the draft. I knew I had to work on that, and, and I was right on that. Um, I have a new player on my do not ever draft again list until I die or they die, or retire is <laughs> most likely. Um, and everybody's going to agree with me on this, and that's Najee Harris. Um, hmm. That was just I, – I just went by, by best available on my sheet. I'm like, oh, I haven't had him before. This will be fun. Oh, there's a reason nobody else has drafted him so far, so um yeah that was a that was a mistake.
2: He was mine last year,
0: yeah, and you hated him too.
2: I did. <laughs> <laughs> do
1: you remember what round you got Najian?
0: Oh God, this is, you're gonna make really make me hurt here, aren't you?
1: He was my first round pick. Well, I would say if you can remember it while you're looking, I'd say it's it's hard to totally bash that pick because what you do have is you've got a fourth round. You got a guy that you know is gonna start and you know he's gonna get carries, even if he's not the most effective with them. So it's it worse it's a placeholder while you sort it out. So okay. I don't know.
0: Here's other players I could have gotten. <laughs> yes. Uh oh, wait, no, I think this is backwards. Nope, that's one two ten. No, this is not backwards. Oh god, this hurts even more. Uh oh. Other running backs drafted in that round after I draft Najee Harris include Aaron Jones, yeah, Jameer, fine. Go ahead. Jameer Gibbs, Kenneth Walker III, and Brees Hall. We also have Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Pierce drafted that round, but those are the ones that hurt. Yeah, okay. All right. Moving on quickly before I cry myself to sleep. <laughs> uh, Kyler Murray is back, practicing in full for the Car- Cardinals. Um, so we knew this was going to happen at some point this season. season. Um, if you're the Arizona Cardinals, Steve, are you playing him and likely lose the number one pick in the draft?
1: This is about the story that you tell yourself. Like, I... I am not a believer in Kyler Murray. Don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying this guy's terrible. He's like the 45th ranked quarterback in the league, but I'm saying like, I don't think a team is going to win an NFL championship with Kyler Murray. I just, how many red flags is that going to erase, race bring up for you when a team has to put a study clause into your contract? And I realized they took it out later, but that was, that was public sentiment. Not that they stopped believing the thing. So that's another guy like, that's the guy I can't get why you wouldn't move. That's a guy I might send to Minnesota. Minnesota's not good enough to get a top pick this year, and that might be the Kirk Cousins replacement plan, so I'm I'm okay. Like, hey, rest the well rest the welfare soldier, and I'm putting them on the bench because I I do not want to play him. I don't think it's worth it.
2: Okay. Can I can I ask a question about what what there was a study clause? Yeah. On his contract?
1: Uh, his initial contract, they voided it right after due to public sentiment, and I forget the particulars, but it stated he had to study of the playbook X amount of time a week.
2: Huh. All right. I wonder if maybe they got that from Jamarcus. Anyway.
0: What are you doing with Murray?
2: I don't know. I really believed in him in one of my other leagues, and it didn't work out. So I I I wouldn't start him either.
0: But that's just me. Okay. Well, I'm not gonna disagree with either of you. Let's throw you in the GM seat. This it's gonna be quite obvious what you're doing if you don't start a healthy Kyler Murray. You yep. can't really lie and put him on the injured list because that's a big no no in the league. There's probably frowned upon, yet no rules against tanking. How are you going to spin that?
2: I mean, if I'm the GM, I would start Kyler Murray. Try to win some games. I mean, what else do they have right now?
0: Uh, They had Josh Dobbs. See, that's my point. That's like the cover. If you didn't want to start Kyler, you wouldn't have traded Josh Dobbs.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, you're right. I think...
1: I think they're going to play him, but I, I think one of the things is, like, this isn't the general manager that drafted Kyler Murray. This is not the the coach that he's been playing for. This is a new coach. This is a new GM, and what they're going to want to do is if they're going to fail, they're going to fail with their quarterbacks. So are you going to plant your flag that Kyler's your guy? So to your question, Lucas, I think, look, we're both in this – all three of us in this room are in positions where we have to have hard talks with employees and tell them hard truths about things and outlining what the path back – what is the path back or that we're going to start looking in a different direction? Like, yeah, so I'd be having the hard chat. All right, break the tie. Lucas, what are you doing? This is your team. This is your one shot to be a general manager or a coach. Are you going to ride and die with Kyler Murray, or are you going to see what's behind door too?
0: If you are the general manager that drafted him, you live and die with him. All general managers know that. And so I don't know if that is the current situation, but it's if you not. drafted, it's not. This is not his
1: general manager and coach. That's why it's. I think it's an easier thing.
0: Then you can very easily sit him. Yep, absolutely. All right, this is going to kill me to ask. And so I'm (laughs) just going to say it word for word, and then I'm going to shut up and then quickly move on. Alex, Travis Kelsey averages 99 yards a game when Taylor Swift attends a game this year. Mm -hmm. He averages 47 yards a game when she is not at the game. Is is this just correlation? Uh, I I don't even know what to say. Is correlation causation on this one?
2: I think it's Travis Kelsey trying his hardest. But also, does Taylor only
0: go to the home games? I think so, yes. I mean, that'd probably help, right? It could also just be that it's a home game. I like that answer.
2: But you know that that's a boring answer though. So the Alex answer is I think it's the power of Taylor Swifties and all of the harder for music empowering Travis, and he's getting twice as strong. That's my thing. And he shakes off the negative feelings. Oh, we see what you did there. Although you know you know that like one song where like it's it's kind of funny. She literally like has a song. It was like her most popular one. She's like making fun of another girl for like cheering for her football boyfriend because Taylor Swift is, like, too cool, and she's under the bleachers. Like, that's literally what she's doing now, right? It's like, she wears short skirts, I wear T-shirts. She's cheer captain, and I'm on the something. And now it's like, literally, she's that person now. Like, she made the transformation. Huh. Alex,
0: you are singing her songs and digging your own grave. Steve, save us.
1: He's blowing my mind right now. Um... I think, one, it's a small sample size. Two is the guy who watched that brutal performance on Sunday, which was an away game, and Patrick Mahomes. My God, that poor guy looked like he was going to die on the field. He, for those who don't know, he had the flu, uh and he was not feeling good. That is ergo the three, perform, the three turnovers and 14 points. So, no, I think it's a small sample size. Travis Kelsey is fantastic. He's not going to average 46 yards in any five-game sample, however you slice it. Just a weird thing right now.
0: Okay, I'm going to go wash myself off here as, uh, Alex, it's your time to shine. You ready? I'm really ready. What is harder to do? Take a gifted pass blocker and help them become a quality run blocker or the opposite?
2: Oh, definitely run blocking is so much harder. At least it was in my opinion. Pass blocking can be difficult because it's a lot of, like, people running directly at you and you're just trying to, like, prevent them or run blocking when you have to, like, get to linebackers or something like that and, like, make a read, it can be a lot harder. Or, like, making pulls and stuff, so much harder. You really have to know what you're doing instead of pass blocking, where if you notice them kind of, like, step back and they just make a line.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're just waiting for somebody to come at them and just kind of, like, quickly push them out of the way versus, like, getting leverage and physically pushing another 250-pound human or 300-pound in the NFL
2: it's a lot It's a lot easier when your enemy comes to you than when you have to chase them. So, but, yeah. yeah. A, I'm basically. sorry, I think I lost it. Alex, you'd rather teach the pass blocking, or you'd rather no. teach the
1: run blocking?
0: It's harder to teach the pass blocker to block the run than it then is the run to blocker the run. to block, to, to do the pass. Yeah.
2: That's my opinion, That's anyway. Right. From I'm my so opinion. sorry. You... You want to teach the run block. You don't want to teach the pass block if you had to teach one. It's not that I have to teach it. It's just what would be harder to learn. Like, let's say if I was the best run blocker in the league, how hard would it be for me to become a pass blocker compared to if I was the best pass blocker in the league and I wanted to be a run blocker? Okay. Yeah. It's, it's run blocking. There's, it's a lot, it's a lot more steps to it, but
1: yeah. Is it true the offensive line would rather run block than pass block?
2: It is a lot more fun. Because you get to hit, hold your ground. Yeah, like passing, too, it's like you're more like getting hit by them instead of, like, running where you're trying to take guys out. Okay. What course. were you better at? What would you say? What were you better at? I was definitely better at pass blocking. I think, like, my best time at pass blocking, like, I know I was a center, but I, I, was, I was really good at pass blocking when I was a tackle, but I was really good at run blocking when I was a center but run blocking was a lot easier when I was a center because it was literally like usually there was always a nose tackler and I would aim at the guy, certain guy to make him like depending on the hole I would make. So run blocking as a center wasn't too hard. But I, I really enjoyed pass blocking when I was a tackle.
0: All right. And, and is it true that uh to give the offensive line a rest, you call a pass play?
2: We didn't do that, no. But that's because in high school, they don't really think that far ahead. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Because to, to me it seemed like if you go run, 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 your offensive line is going to be pretty damn tired versus oh, yeah. pass, 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 where they're just maybe they're not even a touch, touching a guy on the play or something like that.
2: Yeah, that's 100% true. Or if they're yeah. just doing like an outside run too, that's a little different. So if that's the case, a lot of the time you would just kind of block the guy in front of you and do like a river or a lake, what they call it, at least when I played, where you like everyone blocks just to the left, everyone blocks to the right, and it's an outside run. Just make it kind of easy.
0: Awesome. Ripper and like,
1: nice.
0: Yep. I love this new segment. I learn something new every week. All right, number nine. Uh So after starting five and zero, the Forty ers have now lost to Minnesota, Cleveland, and Cincinnati. Are they more like their five and zero start or their three zero and three run? Uh, what do you what do you think it is, Alex?
2: We go with the 49ers, You said, yeah. I think that they're more like their three and zero. I think that they're an amazing team. I think it's about making sure that everybody – I think Brock Purdy might be showing his colors a little bit more than what people originally thought he was. But, I mean, I still think that he's being a good quarterback in an amazing system. And if he can hold strong, I think it's going to do it. I really think that that Chase Young pickup, too, is going to help their defense out a lot. So I think San Francisco is going to be a really competitive team.
0: Makes me wonder if they did bolster the, bolster that defense because they think the same way about Purdy is that he's just serviceable, and now they're they're counting on their defense to help them win games.
2: Yeah, it does.
1: I think I think they've got to be closer to the five and version than the three and version, but still somewhere in that kind of eleven twelve wins. Like Lucas, you were here. I think the thing we have to remember is San Francisco could have won the game against Cleveland. They should. They missed. Two field goals that weren't short, but also, like, we live in the kicker area of 2023. Like, anything from 55 yards in feels like you've got a better than 50% chance of making it right now. So, that game was winnable. The Monday night loss did not feel like that was – that was a team loss. That wasn't Brock Purdy doing a thing like – that was Kirk Cousins looking like an all-star. And until the fourth quarter, Brock Purdy was fine. Uh The Cincinnati game, that that was a throwaway. I don't know what the heck that was about, so – I agree with the sentiment, hey, maybe bringing in Chase Young is a good idea, especially we got a rookie quarterback on his rookie contract. We can afford to splurge elsewhere. So I I do think there is some merit to that, especially if Debo's injury is worse than we're letting on to, we're letting on. So I still think they're pretty good, but it definitely does raise a flag.
0: So. We're on Thursday again, so unfortunately, uh, we cannot go into some priority pickups. Uh, but that's okay, cause I think the, uh, pickings are getting a little slumpy week by week, but what's got your attention heading into this week's game, Steve?
1: Man, I just feel like we could do an entire segment about the Las Vegas Raiders, and I really want to hear what you guys say. Like, I am so blown away by this and i forget lucas or alex who was that said this but it might have been i think it was you actually lucas it was a brilliant compare it is a brilliant point you bring up like we're normally the team that gets our ass kicked on national television and we we clean up house versus we were the home record this time kind of cool but i'm in no particular order why this makes no sense to me you signed josh mcdaniel to a six-year deal like that's pretty long for a coach like, typical coastal contracts are three to four years. So it seems like you would be more invested in seeing it through. The, the fact they're three and five with Jimmy Garoppolo, that doesn't... Like, I'm not a Josh McDaniel fan, but, like, if you brought him in, like, I don't know that you saw anything that says you've got to let him go. The next thing, and, like, the mother of all, I do not get this. They fired them on Monday night. The trade deadline was Tuesday morning. So you... Hand a new GM and head coach a lineup and like give them like what sixteen hours to be like all right is there anything you want to do here or maybe we offload Josh Jacobs like we talked about the Devonte Con- the Devonte Adams contract wasn't going to be user friendly but ten million dollars straight up for a running back if you're a contender you can find a way for the cap space and that is probably a good idea. You are now paying like two head coaches like some ridiculous amount of money like eighty million dollars mm-hmm. a year and Josh McDaniel to not coach your team. Like, what are you thinking? Like, why was this? I just do not get this on so many levels. Like, the Raiders make me feel good about historic Lions teams before this year. Like, wow. It's it's like the Raiders and the Browns have now made me feel better about myself with that fully guaranteed contract to Deshaun Watson and then this nonsense. I just don't get it. That has my attention.
0: they weren't even really that bad either. Like, it, it, yeah, it came out of nowhere to me. It, it makes me wonder if something else was going on. Um, yeah. cause it just makes absolutely zero sense at all. So, uh, so if I have the timeline right here, they fired the coach, they fired the GM, and then the next day, the new interim head coach decides to bench Garoppolo. Is that how it happened?
1: I would assume that's not a decision come the timeline is right so unless the 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 owner said to him they bench this guy
0: yeah that's exactly what it is it's 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 got his fingerprints all over it, right The owner is is pissed about something. Maybe the owner wanted the the rookie to play and not Garoppolo and was pissed that he wasn't playing and they he threw in Hoyer instead and then was just like, well, yeah, guess who has all the power I do buy and fires them both, and then starts his guy anyway. That's that's what it feels like to me. And, man, it's just so weird.
1: Well, that's a really good point you bring up, because you've got to think that when when Davis, he's got a lot of guys to pick from to be the head coach, and he picks a guy with no head coach experience, and there weren't a lot of options there, but there was one guy who could have done it, but he went with Antonio Pierce, maybe a fine guy, but no head coaching experience. You've got to think there's a conversation. And you're going to be starting this guy, not Brian Hoyer, because I've got to agree. I don't understand why anybody would start Brian Hoyer in 2023. Yeah. It's a great what, point. You bring up.
0: What about you, Alex? What's got your attention?
2: Man, I want to say this. Um, But the Raiders, we're still talking about the Raiders, right?
0: But, uh, anything you want, what's got your attention. But, yeah, talk about the Raiders, too.
2: I just enjoy them, you know. I've been such a Lions fan for so long that maybe now that they aren't doing those kinds of things, I like to see other teams. And I'm still, you know, it still gives me my fix of watching just a team make horrendous decisions. Um Now I am not 100% smart when it comes to the salary caps of teams, but is that $90 million they're paying to two coaches? How does that, does that affect anything? Or is that just I'm losing money as a it's corporate company? <laughs> yeah. So technically, you could just like fire a coat like and hire them every week and it doesn't affect your cap, so nah, they have unlimited money. what is it Al Davis or whatever that guy name this guy's name is with the haircut
0: yeah, mark him. just just go to the slots and and make some more, right You're yeah, in vegas well. yeah. <laughs> all right, well no no, no is... what's
1: got your attention Luke
0: uh I don't know i I don't think, I just try to I just try to air traffic control this this show so it doesn't come crashing into the ground. <laughs> um, what's got my attention? Um, not much. The Lions are on a bias. It's going to be boring as hell. Um, but, yeah, it is. It is kind of like a, a warm, cozy blanket in front of a fire while it's snowing outside and you got a cup of hot chocolate. To watch other teams go through what the Lions have, it kind of feels like home. It yeah. feels familiar. It feels nice and safe. Um, I'm just glad it's not happening to us. So. <laughs> All right. This is going to go well. I'm calling an audible. Alex, do you have a one for one out for us today?
1: One for one. How's everyone doing tonight?
0: Oh, I'm doing tremendous. That's wonderful. So I've been starting to do some
2: research into uh, some other uh, podcasting companies and I'm starting to realize that they always start with one, but then they always begin to branch out, right? You know, you know what I'm saying? Like they start talking about football, but then they have like a, uh, like a, like a, like a tear off, you know, this podcast about the, the show friends or something.
0: Oh, they got, they got to diversify. They got to make it more interesting.
2: Yeah. You know what guys? And I think it's about time that we diversify. Love it. Now, I want you to know, this is what this conversation is. I want us to be start coming up with some ideas. And I want you to know that I have hired an AI to help us generate <laughs> podcast podcast things, ideas.
0: Okay? Excellent.
2: So I need us to come together and we need to come up with something that we want to talk about, could be football related. And I'm gonna say we're gonna find out what this AI thinks we should do. About you? Like 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 Stephen, here's an example. Like give me give me something to do with the Raiders.
1: Give you something to do with the Raiders? yeah let's try it. Uh, Jacoby Myers
2: Jacoby just anything about Jacoby Myers
1: <laughs> no okay
2: um, the Raiders the YouTube, of- YouTube channel sharing working with Jacoby Myers showing unique cooking recipes and techniques. <laughs> Jacoby could work with us to create a line of fashionable clothing that blends modern trends with traditional cultural elements celebrating diversity and individuality <laughs> Now, what do you guys think about
0: those four topics? Uh, my first thought is I don't think we need to worry about any sort of Skynet situation at this point in our lives. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I'd go with the clothing thing.
2: All right. This is, this is top dollar stuff. Lucas, do you have anything that you, that you think we would spread off into maybe some other, other topics that we've talked about on, you know, in the podcast?
0: Um, how about, uh, world famous jankies? Oh my
2: god. I don't know how well this is. We're going to create a reality show when aspiring chefs compete to create the most delicious and innovative
0: janky dishes. <laughs> so in other words, the same thing that Jacoby Myers is going to do.
2: We could launch a janky food truck and then travel to different cities offering a range of janky flavors and toppings <laughs> to customers on the go.
0: <laughs> that's it that's the one right there we're going
2: to get in a food truck and we're going to make janky foods
0: yes okay in, in fact it's per it's a perfect name for a food truck because of the connotation of the word janky as well and and, and how i hear it used in public um you are aware of this aren't you steve yeah yeah okay
2: uh, I figured. okay okay what about okay I say maybe we talk more about Kirk Cousins' Achilles injury. Okay. All right. We develop a wearable technology and discuss how it helps athletes monitor the health of their Achilles tendons in order order to prevent injuries, like Kirk Cousins. Okay. We can create a virtual reality simulation that allows athletes to visualize proper form and technique during high-impact movements. Yeah. This is a blast. Come on, Steve, you got to have more ideas.
1: <laughs> the futility of the Detroit Lions. Oh, my gosh.
2: All right. Does it not have any ideas? Please dump oh. AI. Creating a documentary that delves into the history, challenges, and fan culture surrounding the Detroit Lions.
0: That one actually makes sense.
2: Developing a comedy podcast series that humorously portrays the futility of the Detroit Lions, bringing laughter and lightheartedness to a topic that can often be frustrating for fans.
0: Oh, bing, bing, bing. We have our winner. That's it right there. (laughs) Let's do it, Steve. (laughs)
1: Well, I mean, with the success of this program, we probably are due to branch off, so we will target that for 2027. Well will workshop. But that's the that's what we're looking for. All right,
2: Lucas, give me one more topic.
0: Does it have to be football related? No, it doesn't have to be football related. Doesn't no? It? Like we, you know, it's got to be a podcast. We got we got we got to
2: look for more podcasts. This AI is helping us develop these great. How ideas.
0: about how about the the different types of playing field grass? Okay.
2: We could do glow. We could make a podcast where we talk about a, a playing field where the grass illuminates at night, creating a mesmerizing glow-in-the-dark effect, perfect for evening games and adding a touch of magic to the playing experience. <laughs> <laughs> we could we could make a field with scented grass. Infuse the playing field grass with different scents, creating a sensory experience for the players. From How the first we cookies to the refreshing aroma of citrus each step becomes a delightful fragrance (laughs) interactive grass use technology to create an interactive playing field where the grass responds to different movements for example when players jump the grass ripples like waves or when they run it changes color creating a dynamic and engaging experience
0: you know what it reminds me of uh you remember back in the day when the nhl was trying to be popular and they had the glow puck
2: Oh yeah, oh, that's a
0: glow puck. That would that would be the NFL's version of the glow puck. <laughs>
2: uh That's is basic glow puck. Uh, well, anyway, Stephen, any more ideas that you think we would suggest, or do we have a podcast idea? Is it? I'm assuming the comedy skit about the Detroit Lions futility. What about meeting more Tierney? Ooh, okay. Moira. Arrange a live Q&A session where Moira Tierney answers questions from the audience in real time, providing Jeez. personalized advice and guidance. Well, I couldn't kind of got Okay.
0: It's fairly generic.
1: Uh,
2: Santa Claus eating a steak. <laughs> Santa Claus enjoying a decadent gourmet burger instead of his usual cookies and milk. <laughs> Santa Claus savoring a delicious seafood platter with fresh lobster, shrimp, and scallops. Santa Claus treating himself to a delectable Mediterranean feast with hummus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all,
2: right, all, right, all, right, all right, one more. Okay. Aaron Rodgers, I don't
0: know, sucks. Alright. No, All right. Ar- Aaron Rodgers, like, um, uh, homedic medical cures.
2: Oh, I'm sorry, Aaron Rodgers what?
0: I was gonna say, like, homedic, but, like, just do, like, you know, at home medical cures or something like that. Aaron Rodgers in a cave.
2: Aaron Rodgers discovers an ancient cave painting depicting the future of football. Aaron Rodgers finds a cave with magical powers that enhances throwing abilities. Aaron Rodgers discovering is a cave that serves as a portal to different football dimensions.
0: That sounds like a choose-your-own-adventure series to me. It
2: does, yeah. I love it. <laughs> okay. All right, Alex, take us out. How can... I improve my fantasy football team. <laughs> All right. All right. So the last one. Analyze player matchups and statistics to make informed decisions on who to start or bench you to this week. No, I'm not going to do that. No. Search and scout for potential breakout players who may be undervalued. No. Utilize the waiver wire. Absolutely not. Participate in mock drafts to practice my drafting skills. That's too much work. Anyway, this has been Alexander's Turners, one for one. All right,
0: Steve. Only you can save us.
2: What do you mean? That was wonderful.
0: One of life's great mysteries. It's the power, Jenkins. Sorry, I I meant no offense, Alex. You were laughing.
1: (laughs) All right, so let us revisit where we were last week. So, just as a reminder, Cam, one, Junior, two, Bobber, three. Matt. Four. I was five.
0: No, I was not. Yes, you were. Alex was six.
1: Okay, all right. Um, Cam 1, Junior 2, Bobby 3, Matt 4, Steve 5, Alex 6, Kelly 7, Senior 8, Derek 9, and Carly 10. All right. Oh, guys. Number 10.
0: Carly. Oh, as I'm loading the scoreboard, yes, I will, I will go with that as well.
1: Are right, you both are saying Carly? Yeah. All right. You both are starting great. Was, uh, was 10, stays 10, and also currently 10th on ESPN. All right. I don't know how much you guys paid attention to this, but Alex, I am going to ask you to give Carly a pep talk because here's what happened for those who don't know. Um, when we went into the Sunday night game, I was done. Carly just had Austin Eckler left and she was down by, I think, 20 exactly. And by the middle of the, by the start of the fourth quarter, she was up by two and a half. Austin Eckler fumbled the ball and fumbled the game away for her and she loses by a point. Alex, and what has to be better than your trade making decisions and your AI bot creating? Give me a pep talk for Carly to make her not want to leave the league after this.
2: Carly, let me tell you, Carly, never give up. You know what I mean? You know who only gives up? Antonio Brown right he gave up and you know where he is not in our fantasy football league that's for sure you showed up Carly you had one of the best things you know best years and now you could only go down but now you can only go up Carly let me tell you what it's only up from here alright a smart man once said look at the guy to your left and then look at the guy on your right and then know that they got their your backs that was Al Capone in uh, any given Saturday <laughs> so, so so Carly.
1: Lucas, you think she will actually leave the league after this year?
2: Oh uh, no! <laughs> you see, you got this, Carly. Be the pirate that I know you are, Carly. Do that, say that, and flex and yell. You're gonna, you're gonna win. You still we'll do this. Anyway, that was my speech. How was that? Sounds good. Next,
0: number nine. Uh oh, god, that's gonna be me.
2: Yeah, yeah Lucas.
1: Oh, was eight falls to nine. Lucas, you have a good team. I don't understand what's going on right now. Can you can you enlighten me?
0: Uh, if I could, I'd have more than two wins. Um, you know, I felt like I did well, but if I'm looking at this, I actually had the eighth highest score last week. So, um, I was going to lose. Yeah. Uh, it, I don't know. Yay. Me. Go me. My second highest scorer was my linebacker. That, that's all you need to know, I guess.
1: So you are your last 5 games of the year are going to be against Junior, Derek, Carly, Matt and Kelly. Does that give you more or less confidence as you think about trying to build a rally in the back quarter?
0: Well, you know, um as long as my players can stop scoring 0 points because of headaches. Um as long as I can survive a couple of more uh, bye weeks, I've still yet to have Jalen Hurts on a bye. I'm not looking forward to that week. Uh, yeah, no, a lot of those, a lot of those teams in there. I, I think I could be above 500 with that. So, I don't know where that puts me at the end of the season. Probably in seventh and barely missing the playoffs again. But such is life.
2: This team looks too good to finish there. Number eight. Um, Kelly?
0: Uh, I'm going to say Derek. Lucas, still alive,
1: was nine last week. I'm sorry, was, yeah, was nine last week. Uh, Currently eighth in the Jenkins and seventh on ESPN. Alex, pep talk cool. number two. Derek went into last week only needing Devontae Adams to get 8.1 points to beat Matt. This is nothing for Devontae Adams, an all wide receiver. Unfortunately, he's only got 1.6 points going into the final drive, and then Jimmy Garoppolo misses a wide-open Devontae Adams for what would have been enough points to win. Give Derek a pep talk, as his team has gone 3-5, and five, and he has endured not a good second season
2: after his championship. All right, Derek. I really want you to kind of sit down for this one. I really want you to listen to me you know, and it's just you and me right now, all right? You are better than me at fantasy football, okay? And I am beating you right now. I know, I know, that sounds mean. But, Derek, I see your potential. I know that with all of your knowledge, you will surpass me most of the time. You know what I'm saying? And make that be this year, except don't, please. But I know you can do it. Let me tell you, Derek, there's so many times you're on this podcast, Steve's like, what about Dirt Dangler? And you're like, oh, I know Dirt Dangler. And I'm over here Googling him, trying to figure out what's going on. And I'm like, does he even play football? I don't know. Steve texts me all the time and he said, you should take someone out of your flex because he's playing on Thursday. And it's been so long, I'm too afraid to ask why that's important. (laughs) You can do this, Derek.
0: Derek, Alex believes in you so much that he's trading away Joe Burrow to help you beat him, so.
2: You're welcome.
1: Um and just a reminder, Alex, on Thursdays, you want them in your flex spot.
2: Oh, I want them in my flex spot?
1: You want them in your flex spot.
2: Oh, okay. I don't- No you understand. don't, no
1: you don't, no you yeah. don't. You, no. you want them <laughs> in their designated position spot, so. Oh. Yeah, that you, was you, uh, That's what uh, I mean, um, I just, I just believed you. <laughs> Well, no, he, said it, it,
0: it's, it's, he said it so convincingly. So you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I
1: really did. That's a thousand percent on me. Thank you. No, Alex, you 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 win that one. Oh goodness. Yeah. Number seven.
0: Kelly. Yeah, I'll stick
1: with Kelly. Was seven. Stays seven. Currently eighth on ESPN. I am surprised that Kelly has made the choice to, to start Zach Moss over Najee Harris. And I, it's not that I think it's a stupid decision. I think it's a decision you have to think about, but it feels like Jonathan Taylor is finally starting to take the backfield over in Indianapolis as he's getting healthier. And what appears like it was going to be the push from Jalen Warren to uh, take over the backfield from, Najee Harris feels like it's settled more into more of a traditional 60-40 split. So I am surprised at the decision. Are you guys in the same place?
0: No. Uh, I'm going to go back to my comment earlier about Najee Harris. Um, and I feel bad because I'm the one that traded him to her. But I'm still going to say it anyway. Um, and then, of course, you know, he goes out and is currently scoring 13.4 points on her bench. So uh maybe we were wrong this week. But, um, no, I mean, I, I get your point with Zach Moss, uh, but he's still put up, what has it been, three weeks since Taylor's been back? Mm-hmm. Two, three weeks. Uh, and it looks like he's averaging about 10, 11 points. Um, he's he's had 36 carries total in those three games uh, with 18 in week seven against Cleveland. So, like, they're still using him a lot. They're using them on the goal line. Um, it kind of feels a little bit like a, um, Williams, uh, that we had last year on the goal line, just snagging those, those touchdowns.
1: Okay. That makes sense. So not only will he get touches, he gets valuable touches and it's going to more likely to score some points than the Pittsburgh offense. Okay.
2: I can get that. Steve, not only are we not in the same area, we're not even in the same area code. Oh. Let, me, let me tell you what. Kelly, you follow your heart and you do what you think is best. I believe in your decisions.
1: But doesn't that mean you would have believed in her if she played Najee Harris over Zach Moss? I, be, I, want, I believe in whichever one she picks. So you don't have a dog in the fight, an opinion on who would be the better play?
2: Nope, it's your opinion at all. <laughs> okay. And it's perfect for a podcast. Number six. <laughs>
0: How dare you, Alex? How dare you? <laughs> you're, you're, oh, do you stay number six? I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know what you're saying me. How dare you? Oh, no. I, I'm going to say Steve.
2: I'm going to say Lucas, Jr.
1: You think Jr. fell from two to six? I do. Okay. Uh, you're both wrong. Uh, We will go ahead and fast forward, and Alex, you fell a spot from – no, Alex, you stayed six.
2: Really? Yeah. Man, I'm the math ain't math of my guy, but I believe you. I believe in you. So
1: you were six, you stayed six, and uh, in ESPN, I believe you are currently fourth, so they are a little more favorable to you than I am. Thanks, ESPN. Alex, you got three players on by right now, like, in your starting lineup. Is that going to change?
2: Nope. Oh, yeah. I mean, is it going to change before this weekend? Yeah, absolutely. You know, there was just maybe some other decisions I was going to take care of first. But, uh, you know, it's just I never want to drop Jack Fox because, he's you know, he's my boy. But, like, well, you can't just, like, put him. You know what I mean? Do you ever have that where you have, like, a specialty player you love and you just don't want to drop him, but you kind of have to?
0: No. No. Actually, yeah. No. T.J. Watt fits that bill for sure. There you go. See what I'm saying? What about yeah. you, Steve? Well, young Way
1: Coo says, hold my beer. But, I mean, you do have to make some difficult decisions here. Like, you, um I suppose you can get rid of Darren Wall. He's probably going on to IR. And I assume you're going to drop Jamison Williams. But, I mean, you've got – if you're going to keep Aiden Hutchinson and you're going to keep Jack Fox – and you're going to bring on a defensive lineman and a punter. I'm assuming you're going to drop the Jaguars when you bring the Cowboys on board. Like you're going to have to drop, so you're going to have to drop a
2: pair of guys off your uh, off your bench. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to, no matter what, but I'll figure it out. Uh, I mean, it's not like I desperately attached to Darren Waller, if I'm honest. But also, he's injured anyway. Right. So just tell me real quick, how do you feel about your team at this point? I still like my team. I just, I've never been in a situation where I've had two quarterbacks. I rarely even have one. So I don't know how to handle it and I'm not handling it well.
0: Uh, yeah, I think we've already established that earlier on. Yeah,
2: I know. Cause he yelled at me and I said, Lucas, the one thing I don't want to happen in this podcast is be yelled at by Steve. And then you said, 10 for 10, Steve, here's the thing that you could yell at Alex for. That really hurt my feelings.
0: It really threw me under the bus. I'll find some way to make it up to you. Thank you. Uh, Number five. Steve.
1: Steve. Was five stays five. So we just kind of kind of living in this land right now. Um, Let me pick your guys brain. If Drake London cannot play this week because of the groin injury. Is his replacement on my bench or do I need to go to the waiver wire? Leading contender would be Michael Thomas or Romeo Dobbs.
0: Well, we know how you love both of those players. <clears throat> so tell me why it wouldn't be on the waiver wire. Because there's no one on it. Well, yeah, that's obvious, but like,
2: like I wish I could be like give you this like deep answer, but just be like, you know what, Let me tell you, these two guys on your bench, they're these high quality players, but like, it's, I don't know if you have another option. Well, would you stay with me? I the mean, maybe tank Dell, but I don't
1: know. Well, if we, if you don't have a Drake London, do you yeah. think that it's going to get funneled through Kyle Pitts, who is available? I don't think so.
0: Yes. I think you need to double down on Kyle Pitts with Taylor Heineke throwing to him. <laughs> That's exactly what I think you should do.
1: Yep. I do think, I do think it's Michael Thomas. He's not been spectacular, but he's been a steady eight, nine, 10 points. So I'm not going to get a zero out of him. And, uh, I just need the rest of the guys to hold their water. So yeah, I think that is the answer, but just thought I'd pick your brains on that real quick. That's
2: great. Steve, what would you do on my team with the waiver wire? You know, just for like a fun, you know, you know, like what if situation? Like who would you pick to make, to make my team better? Like if that was a thing?
1: If I was going to make your. T- if I was going to make your team better, what would I, would beat up my trade. I, I would start there. That's good. I mean, number two though. Let's start at two. <laughs> well, I think you do, I think this week, if you were bound and determined to keep your, your defensive lineman and your punter, that means you can't really do anything but be at, at a replacement defensive lineman and mm-hmm. a punter. So if you're going to ask me who I would take as a defensive lineman, um, I like, uh, oh, Man, somebody just grabbed the guy I would have told you to grab. I would grab Kevon Thibodeau out of with the Giants. He had a three sack game last week, so I don't know that he'll replicate that, but he was a potential number one pick overall in the draft last year and fell due to some character concerns. He's had a fine rookie year, had a fantastic has had a start good start to the second year, so that's what I'm going to do at the defensive line position. And then as far as punter, I am going to go ahead and go with Tressway because he is the nice combination of good at his job and is going to be
2: punting a lot against New England. All right. That's interesting advice if someone were to take that advice. That's interesting. Do as you will. It's good analysis. Thank you. You're welcome.
1: (laughs) Number four.
0: Mm -hmm. Matt. Uh,
2: so I was distracted. I was making some moves. Matt, Matt was four stays four. Good for you, Matt.
0: Yeah.
2: Did, did you ever fall? For, did you ever get that number that I asked about about like how many times he's been number one for points against? I have yet to obtain that information. All right, I appreciate that. I mean, if you could do it one day because I feel like it's always him. <laughs>
0: You know what? I'm going to have to agree with you. That, that does feel right. Yeah.
2: So
1: ESPN isn't as favorable, uh, favorable to Matt's team as I am, but we've known that for a while. So let me guys ask you about Matt's team specifically. DJ Moore is just. What do you think about DJ Moore? Like, he has been a hot and cold player for a long time. He came to Chicago. There was just a fantastic set of games. And one thing out of his control is we've now got the young man uh, starting, whose name I can't remember, but seems like a decent enough chap. Um, but it's kind of been a steady roll of 50-yard games for the last three weeks. So are we same old, same old DJ Moore? Or no, this is actually pretty good, considering you've got a first-year undrafted seventh-round quarterback slinging you the ball right now.
0: I don't know. It's up and down. I mean, it is the Bears. It seems like feast or famine. Um, Makes me wonder why he couldn't do it with another crappy quarterback at Carolina. um, Whose name escapes me because I forget who was even playing for them last year. Um, But yeah, no, I mean, it's obviously he's not going to have the consistency because he doesn't have consistency at quarterback, but. He is the number one there, and he seems to be doing better in a in a new place. So, I mean, you obviously still keep him, but I don't know. I think it's a I think it's a matchup thing at this point.
1: Yeah, that's fair. And nobody can blame me for not remembering Carolina. Remember, they started the year with that debacle of Baker Mayfield, and then they shipped him off to the Rams, or they cut him, and then they put Sam Darnold in for the rest of the year.
0: Ooh, I got a thing about Baker Mayfield later. Just wait. Uh
1: I don't even I really want to wait to see how these dot, these uh dots are going to get connected.
0: Number 3. Lucas. I, I will agree. Junior.
1: Are you also saying that it is Lucas Junior there, Alex? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both wrong.
0: Bobby. Of course, because Bobby beats Junior directly and doesn't leapfrog him after he fell just below him last week.
1: Thank you for finally understanding, guys. No, right.
0: I've cracked the code. We did it, Rick.
2: <laughs> yeah. He just throws a dart at a board.
0: <laughs> You're probably not far off. So, yeah. yes, Bobby.
1: Uh, Lucas, Nico Collins has averaged less than four catches in 40 yards a game three weeks in a row. Is he still a thing? Uh
0: I want to say yes, but no. Um, I, I mean, look, he, he didn't all of a sudden get bad, but I ha- would have lost my confidence in him at this point, yes. Um, he's on your bench, and you throw him in when you've got bye weeks although I'm saying that blindly, not knowing exactly who Bobby has to throw in. Um, oh, gosh, yes, he's got Olave and Ridley on his bench. Um, although, holy crow, who is playing Bobby this week? One, two, three, four, five, six. He has seven players on bye this week.
1: Congratulations, because that's
0: you. Seriously? <gasps> it's gonna make you feel even worse when you lose now. Oh, how dare you! <laughs> hey, wait, what what
2: made you sad there?
0: He said it's gonna make me feel even worse when I lose this week. That was really low. I I suppose I, I deserved I, it because I, I made your brother yell at you. So I,
2: yeah, see, yeah, I got my though. <laughs> that was because you made Steve yell at me. That was, there you go, Luke, Steve. You were saying when's the last time Alex said something anything negative? I just did it and you didn't even hear it. <laughs> no, that, that I did not. But no, Lucas, you're gonna you you got it. You're
0: a great team. You're good. You're a good coach. I swear to God, if I lose this week, I may quit fantasy football. Uh <laughs> he's got Jared Goff on a bye, and his backup quarterback is Deshaun Watson, who's not gonna play. <laughs> um he, Brandon Ayuk is on a buy, and so he'll have to throw Chris Alave in. Okay, not bad. Got Saquon, Tyreek, Nico Collins in there. Jameer Gibbs is on a buy in his flex. So it's James Cook or Chuba Hubbard. And then he has two defenders and a defense. So he's going to have to get a quarterback off the waiver wire. Ooh. Um, yes. But, but... Knowing my luck, it's going to be the high score of the week off the waiver wire that he picks up. So
1: here's a question I didn't think we'd be asking at this point though. He's going to, you're right. It's a few options of quarterback, but what we do know, you can't have three active quarterbacks on your roster. So is he saying goodbye to Deshaun Watson?
0: Um, I don't know. Is Deshaun actually hurt and not playing or are they just not playing him?
1: No, they're saying it's a shoulder.
0: Well, then I think you wait until they list him as out, throw him on IR, and grab your quarterback.
1: That's right. He doesn't have that spot taken up. Okay. Wow. Okay. So good luck to you. He's going to have to make some drastic cuts to make this work.
0: Yeah.
2: Lucas, I just want to reiterate that I think you can win. and I really believe in you. I love you too, Alex. Me
0: too. Number two.
2: Lucas Jr.
1: Uh, yes. Was two, stays two. ESPN looks at him less favorably. I believe they currently have him as the five seed. Alright, so let's talk about the cousins injury real quick. One through ten, ten being the most damage. How bad is this gonna be for Jordan Addison rest of season?
0: Ten being the worst?
2: Yep. Um I just don't know much about their backup at all. So I have no idea. Like I'd want to watch their backup play for a week. You know what I mean? Well Maybe they draft do.
1: well,
2: yeah. I don't know if they're gonna have him start right away, are will they? Because they're oh,
1: yeah, that's actually a good point. They're probably going to play the rookie quarterback, J- Jaron Hall, because he knows the system.
2: Yeah. like I I mean, I know they picked up Dobbs, but, like, what? They got him, what day was it? Tuesday? Yeah.
0: A couple day, days he's ago. Not, I don't yeah. think
2: he's going to be able to learn the whole system in, like, four days.
1: Well, i you. You do bring up a really good point, Alex, but the question I'm asking you guys is rest of season, so we're not just talking about the Sunday game.
2: Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I would want to know, like, who's playing, like, overall. So, like, if they stick with the rookie or if they switch to Dobbs, if they switch to him, I would say it's like five or six. It's pretty important. I think he's going to see less throws. Kirk Cousins has a tendency to favor one or two people and a lot of quarterbacks around the league right now spread it around. So it's going to be, I don't know. I would say it could be a big harm for him.
0: I would say seven. I'd agree. Um, you know, with Jefferson out, that obviously helped Addison. Uh, but man, Cousins was having a career year. Um, and Dude. so. Really, I, nobody else is going to step in to that level right now. Um, Addison's going to have to do it on his own with crappy throws, and he could do it, but I, I think it's a big blow. Agreed. Right, so Number no
2: one. Sorry, uh, I, was pre- I was premature. I'm going to say Cameron.
0: Cameron
1: damn Cam was one stays one espn also has him as number one cameron like i mean we're making up things to talk about at this point with cam's team so i guess i'd say like is there anything you have to do if you're cam just to be mindful to kind of balance like you don't want to get complacent you've still got to be diligent versus also not kind of doing i think lucas what you call the tinker stinker stinker tinker or just kind of getting too Doing stuff, how do you, what is your general philosophy for managing your team at this point?
0: Well, it's funny you should say that, and remember about 10 minutes ago when we were talking about Baker Mayfield? Yes. Here's my tie in! Uh, Cam has been tinkering, stinkering, and I'm wondering what he's thinkering. Uh, hmm. he dropped Geno Smith and picked up Baker Mayfield. Ah. I'm at a loss.
2: <laughs> yeah, You know, you say that, but he's number one in the league. He can do whatever he wants.
0: Yeah, you know what? He, all the shit he ter- touches turns to gold. So, you know, he I guess. To Smith. Yeah. Look he touched up, him. Yeah. He, he touched him in the wrong place, apparently. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me of Alex's
1: conversation about ball placement as the center last week. <laughs>
2: I'll talk more about that. I could talk about that for a long time. Uh
0: Cam, Steve, yeah, it's really good.
2: Yeah.
0: Honestly, I think the only
1: thing I would suggest with Cam is I think you don't really play the waiver wire because you don't need to, and you hope if something happens, just you'll have kind of worked your way up and up the waiver wire. I know it – it feels to me like I don't remember a year where we have been less intrigued just week after week by the waiver wire. And I've got to think eventually that Apple is going to turn at some point and they're going to be guys that are going to be worth keeping. So kind of buying some time. Hopefully that will. uh Yeah, it's the one thing I would suggest doing. All right, lads. So let's transition here. Talk about our. Matchups of the week. Just statistically, there isn't really a jank-up of the week. It's pretty consistent. It's a top-five team playing a bottom-five team uh, literally across the board. So we will then go ahead and give the honest to the number-one team. It is going to be one Cam versus six Alex. Alex, who do you have?
2: Oh, man. I mean, it's going to be me, man.
1: Alex? Or Lucas, is it going to be Alex?
0: It's going to be Cam. I dare you. I
1: agree. All right, Lucas, uh, two junior versus ten Carly.
0: Well, I guess it depends on if the trade goes through. Uh, (laughs) Carly. She's been so close. I'll give her one.
1: I am not ready to call that shot yet, so I'm going to go junior. Alexander, what do you have?
2: Curly! Yeah, he already said that. I gave her a pretty rousing speech, so I think she's ready.
0: All
1: right, I'm sorry. Guys, somebody give me an update on what happens on that third down play. I'm invested in Najee Harris getting in the end zone, but I want to kind of actually be able to focus on this thing. All right, next we have three, Bob versus nine, Senior. Lucas, I don't understand how this team is ninth. They're not going to be ninth next week because they're going to beat Bobber. What say you, Alex? Week of the upsets, Seniors
2: going for the champion gold. Trace for Trace, Lucas?
0: I, I I like that word champion gold. Yeah, uh dude. considering I'm projected to win one fifty three to seventy one at the moment, yeah, I'll go with myself. All right.
1: Alexander, yes. your kind, compassionate, caring, open minded brother, four seed Steve, playing seven Kelly. Who do you have?
2: Kelly.
0: Dare you how. <sighs> Uh, Kelly's got some bi-week problems. I'll go with Steve. Ditto. All right,
1: Lucas, bring us home. Five, Matthew, eight, Derek. Matthew. I believe Matt is actually the best team in
2: the league right now. I'm going to go with Matt as well. I would say that Derek's going to continue the trend and score the most points possible against Matt.
1: All right, guys, that is officially our our show. So you tell me, any recommendations for the week? Uh,
2: I watched that new haunted mansion movie. I recommend you don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was very, oh, it was very bad, as the, as the kids say.
1: Alex, what was that band you sent that you sent a picture of?
2: The Goo, Goo Dolls. That was the Goo, Goo Dolls. Yeah.
1: Damn, they look like the Rolling Stones in their nine hundreds. Yeah, well, they're old. That makes my heart so sad. I I saw the Goo Goo Dolls once. I'm a big fan, but like, they didn't really seem like they liked each other on stage. So that's
2: took like a little bit of the the shine away. I mean, it can't be true though, because they've been together for thirty years. You know what? Go listen to the Goo Goo Dolls. They 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 rock.
1: Hey, Superstar Car Wash is an untapped gem of a CD. If you ever get a chance, because you know we're all listening to CDs right now. Alright Lucas, you got anything to bring us home with?
0: You know, I wish I did. Uh I can't really think of anything, and I think the reason is because I'm just so freaking tired every day after work and I'm just busy. And that's really a low point to go on. So I apologize. Then we'll end with
1: a more of a pick me up. Alex, would you have there. been more or less inclined to make <laughs> this stupid trade if Gracie had been involved?
2: I asked the idea the AI how I could find out who Gracie was. And it said that Gracie um, could be the nickname of a talented street artist known for creative, captivating, and thought-provoking murals in urban landscapes. Is that right? No. Damn it.
1: You know, one of